Everybody, welcome to our special bonus podcast for this week, and it is very, very special indeed. Is it not, Gemma? It's a Fed du Conversation Street. A what? Oh yeah, it is our anniversary, our, fi- our podcast anniversary this week. We are celebrating 500 episodes of Conversation Street this well, week, which is pretty amazing. Even though we... this isn't technically episode 500, it's kind of yeah, we're like, it's like episode sort of thing, five, maybe. more like episode 700 and something. I don't, know, I don't know how many episodes we've done really, but not this numbered is our 500th week of almost consecutive... Not 500, oh yes, it kind of is, isn't yeah. it? Almost 500th. Anyway, we thought, because <laughs> there's some kind an of anniversary number. <laughs> We've decided it's 500, yay! Yes. And that we've got something very, very special on the podcast I this know. week to share it with. It so is excited. the amazingly fabulous Sue Devaney, everybody. Yes! She, She's not here right now. You have to wait no, a little bit. You have she, to wait for she, her. Yeah, that was a week ago. So we recorded that. Yeah, we I, I managed to get hold of Sue. It's amazing. So um, thank you very much to um to the Cory Press team who um put me in touch with her last yes, week. Thank you very we much. We have um to be honest, you shouldn't even be listening to this. You should be on YouTube because this is a Zoom call that I had with Sue just towards the end of last week. So you can go to our YouTube channel right Hang this on very a moment. What? Who's Sue? Who she play? Debbie Webster. Yes, oh, that's Webby right. Debster. This exactly. is exactly. Yes, yeah. and um, she's a really Legend. really fun uh, lady love. to talk to I, I had such a great time chatting with her last yeah. week you kind of imagine what she's like from seeing how she portrays Debbie on screen and um, she is just does a, not disappoint oh, in real life absolutely fantastic brilliant talker so enthusiastic wonderful 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 yeah. so if you're a fan of Debbie Webster and let's face it who isn't um, I really hope you're going to enjoy this chat that is coming up right now so um, should we should we move on let these good Shuffle people off. have a listen yes here comes Sue Devaney Debbie Webster first stepped foot on the cobbles in 1984, and in 2019, after nearly 40 years away from the show, she made a surprise return and has been stirring up trouble ever since. Today, as part of the podcast's 500th episode celebrations, I'm joined by the woman whose earlobes have borne the weight of Corrie's most outrageous earrings since Bet Lynch was behind the bar at the Rover's return. It's Sue Devaney. Sue, thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me, and thank you for that lovely introduction. No worries. Your earrings, I mean, we're obsessed with them on the podcast. My wife and I always like to see what, what Debbie's wearing. Aren't they fab? Aren't they fab? Yeah. yeah. And she's matching, you see, whatever. You see, I, I've got this um, wardrobe give me like a little Tupperware full of earrings, and I can't wait to see my outfits. And then I just go, oh, they match. Oh, they look good. But when my sister was... Um, she was a fashion designer and she yeah. was starting out and uh, she sent Bet Lynch some earrings. Oh, she, really? Yeah. You know, um, she she designed them and they were they were like doll's house toilets. Yeah. And she put them in to, to have like, you know, a toilet on a on an earring. So so it was like she sent them in and Bet Lynch wore them in the room. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's so cool. So do you, yeah. do you ever do you have any input on like Debbie's wardrobe? Because uh, she's, she's quite outrageous in her fashion choices in uh, at times, isn't she? She is. She is, isn't she? You know what? I, I, I take things in sometimes and I say, what do you think of this? But they, they are fabulous. Alex in, in wardrobe, she's brilliant with me and she'll just go, oh, this is very Debbie. That's very Debbie, you know. So that, yeah, we kind of go in there. Uh, I don't know. It's 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 good fun, you know, yeah. d- dressing up in all the uh, the the sassy gear and everything. Because I don't. It's not it's not me normally that at all. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> right, I want to go back and I want to talk a little bit about old Cory first, and then we'll we'll move on to what's going on with Debbie at the moment. So I, I don't think anyone really predicted that you'd come back in uh, in 2019. Um, what 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 do you remember about getting the part way back in the 80s? I remember going to audition, and uh, I went for for another part first of somebody's girlfriend, yeah. and Judy Hayfield, who was casting at the time. Uh, and you know she she was uh, she was wonderful with me and I went on the bus to Manchester to audition for Debbie and it's one of those that you, you come back on the bus and uh, you turn corner and, and my mum's there on doorstep she'd have the phone call oh you've got the part you've got the part <laughs> and and I remember at, you know 16 just walking into this room and just being surrounded by all these wonderful actors that I'd grown up with you know that I thought oh my gosh you know um and it was brilliant it was so wonderful yeah so you'd watched Corrie before then was it was it a main is it a staple in the house yeah you know it was always on it was always on yeah and um and I think you know when you when you're that age and you've seen people like on your screen and then you you go into work and they're all there it's like wow yeah, yeah, yeah. I think even more so now though as I'm older you know because as you're young, when you're young things don't really phase you as much but mm. as you get older you go oh oh I'm, I'm back here and oh oh there's Rita and there's you yeah. know you still get really excited yeah, yeah. Well, was there anyone in particular that you did get a little bit starstruck by or, or did it literally just with like like that didn't phase you. Don't tell anybody, but I get starstruck all the time. Yeah, I get starstruck all the time, and I think, oh, they're brilliant. Oh, I love working with them. I love working yeah. with them. Yeah. I, I was looking. I was looking back at the uh, the cast list in 1984, and there were some such huge names, aren't there? Some real Corrie icons back then. You know, with your with your Bet and your Hilda and, and Jack and Vera and everyone. Jean Alexander, she was brilliant with me. She was so was good she? with me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I learned so much, but I don't think you ever stop learning, you know. I'm 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 learning so much now. Mike Lavelle is just it's wonderful to be working with Mike again after all mm. those years, you know. It's just and I'm so glad that they didn't recast because mm. you know, a lot of the time they could have gone, yeah, Sue Devaney played Debbie Webster, but let's bring back somebody taller, younger, and more glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> more glamorous than you. Never, because <laughs> they did that. They did that with um with uh, Sally's sister, didn't they, Gina? Because there was there was somebody else who played her back in the day, and then a few years ago they cast Connie Hyde in the role. But it, exactly. it but it is not. But then also recently we had um Tracy Bennett, of course, didn't we? He was in the show yeah. just a bit before you. Oh yeah, it's just so lovely to work with all these fabulous actors that have been mm. around, you know, and been around the block and stuff, like Tracy Bennett. Um, yeah, it's just wonderful. Mm. I love working with Sally Carmen as well. Yeah, she's ace, yeah. isn't she? Yeah, so, Jane Hanson, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when, when you were auditioning, did you did you like audition with Mike Lavelle and Peter Armitage, or had they already got the parts before you, or how did that work? They'd already got the parts, and uh, I went, I think I auditioned, I don't even think I recalled, because they'd called me in before to play somebody's girlfriend, mm. and didn't get that. So I just, I think I just went once for the part. Unlike now, you know, you have to do, uh, I mean, it's all on... Uh, your phone now you have to audition on your phone oh yeah uh, then you have to audition again and then you have to meet them uh and then you have to go in and audition again so it's like you know and, and sometimes oh. west end you, you do eight auditions 
yeah, eight auditions yeah. and you don't get it. So like <laughs> back in them days, you didn't even have to know the lines. You just went in, had the script in front of you. You know, now you have to turn up auditioning and have it ready like you're about to go on and do it. Well, well. So did, <laughs> yeah. did you like do like screen tests together with those two as a family unit? Or was it just, no. you know, straight in first? No, no, straight in. Yeah, straight in. Ah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, do, you, do you have any um? Do you have any kind of fond memories of of those days? You were in it about six months or so in eighty four. Seven months. Seven months. What what what, yeah, thank what, you. what do you remember? What any any particular scenes or? I remember um, working with Peter. I loved working with Peter Armitage, um, and I, I I remember like. Um, the fun in the green room when we were all waiting to, because we in those days you had like rehearsals, so mm. you had the tech run and you had the producers run, and and I just remember in that green room and everybody, I just loved hearing the stories, you know, from from um, from all the, the the older characters and stuff, yeah, yeah. and um, I just remember laughing a lot as well, you know, yeah. I remember having that 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 time of of just. Uh, having time on set to to figure out what you're doing and, and stuff like that yeah and, and just uh, having great fun mm -hmm. I, I can I, I must imagine I must imagine that like a new family coming into the street there might be a bit of pressure to make like a big splash and prove yourself to the viewers do you remember much about how the Coronation Street fans at the time took to the Webster's you know what I don't know no. I can't I mean I'm 54 now I am going back you know <laughs> Nearly 40 years, like you said. So I, I just remember, um, I just remember having a lovely time on it. And the, you, do you remember the lady that played uh, Phyllis? Oh yeah, Jill Summers. Jill Summers and uh, and the guy that played Percy telling me about all the um, the old times when they worked in, uh, you know, the, the the music hall days and stuff like that. And yeah. they'd, they'd be, They'd be doing part of their acts and stuff, and it was just it was just fascinating. Uh. But I don't really remember. I mean, I suppose back then it was massive. It was it was huge, and um, yeah, I, I, of course it is now. But there's so much more television and Netflix, mm. and um, so. But then it was like, oh yeah, Corey. It was you know that was that were there were only three channels in them days. Yeah, yeah. Had a channel four then. No, I guess as well these days where you've got all the social media and everything, it's so easy. You I mean, you get opinions fired at you all the, all the time, don't you? You're not on social media much, are you? But if you, yeah. <laughs> if you want to find out what people think about you, it's pretty easy these days. Oh, it's best not to. I think yeah. it's best not to. You know, <laughs> I always remember Lionel Blair. I was, um, I was really good friends with Lucy Blair and Lionel used to say to me, um, oh, it doesn't matter what people write. Tomorrow's chip paper. Well, of course it's not now, is it? It's no. all there to be to be seen anytime, anywhere. So I just think it's it's best not to yeah not to ask anybody's opinion. <laughs> <laughs> There's always somebody that's going to have a comment, isn't there? Yeah. Well, believe me, uh, you are Debbie's going down a treat at the moment. I think loads oh. of people are enjoying that she's come back. We we certainly love her on the podcast. Oh, I Oh, that's that's lovely. Thank you. That's lovely. So you said earlier it was uh, it was seven months you were in Corrie in the original stint, wasn't it? It must have been a bit of a shock that it was over so soon because weren't the Webster supposed to stay for quite a bit longer originally? You know, I, I don't know what was meant to happen. I know that uh, Peter Armitage wanted to leave, hmm. um, and so we all went 
I think the uh, we 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 moved to Southampton and Debbie mm. uh, was became a hairdresser and there was a lovely woman um, who played um, our mom at the time mm. and uh, and he moved so we we all moved as a family and Mike stayed and then um, I, I I don't know how it happened I, I don't know how it happened but I know that uh, at the time. You know, when you when you're that age, seven months is a lifetime anyway, yeah, isn't I it? Guess. And it was great when I left because it opened a lot of doors. You know, I didn't go to drama school, so it was like so. Then I did like my theatre training then, but it, mm. it was Corrie that um, you know I was able to do that because of Coronation Street. Yeah, yeah. What are some of your favourite um, projects you've had in the intervening years? Oh, uh, I love working. I, I, I love doing new work. I love doing new plays. Um, I, I've kind of got into musicals uh, in me the last 10 years, which I never, mm. never thought I would because I didn't train as a singer, but I just, I just love it. Yeah. Um, uh, I loved, I did a play at Bolton Octagon. Um, I, well, I've done a few plays at Bolton Octagon. But um, the rise and fall of Little Voice, I did playing oh, yeah. Marcoff. That was one of my best roles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you, would uh, you say you prefer stage or screen? I, I prefer. It, I don't know. It's it's totally different genre. I I think that theatre, you have that instant. Oh yeah, that works because the audience tell you if it works or if it if it doesn't work. And mm. um, television, it's it's wherever the good parts are, you yeah. know. But in theatre, you get to um, you get to be more creative. Mm. Whereas I think television, you know, I'm a northern actor, um, and and that's what they'll see me as in in telly. But actually, in theatre, you go, oh yeah, you're an you know, be an American today, be this, be that, you know, be <laughs> yeah, be a child, be a be an be an older person, and you, so you know, you can you can kind of uh, play a lot more. Mm-hmm. But I think playing that the characters that you know if, if you've got a great character in telly, yeah. uh, I played a skinhead grave digger uh, for channel in a Channel Four film called The Real Eddie English, and that was a cracking part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was looking down your um, IMDb page just last, last night actually, and seeing you, you, you've done quite a lot, haven't you? Do you think that if you'd have um, if, if you could have stayed on for Corrie a bit longer, do you reckon you would have? stayed the distance like Mike did and gone all the way through or did you did you think are you quite glad you got a chance to break away and and do some other bits for a while well it's funny isn't it because as an actor you you do go where the work is Mm. and I think that you know if if you're lucky enough to get this is the first time apart from when I've done because I did casualty for for Mm. three years um but this is the 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 first time really in a long time apart from if I've been doing theatre because I did Mamma Mia for over a year that I know what it's like to and it's a lovely feeling to um to have a regular wage because actors mm. as an actor you, you never normally have a regular wage unless yeah. you're in a, a series or a soap or you know um or the West End for like you know mm. 30 years <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, it's okay. a lovely feeling that yeah, now that you have, yeah. One of the other things that I noticed when um when I was looking at your IMDb was um spats, which I remember, I was like, that's a blast from the past. I remember watching that when I was little. Yeah, spats. Yeah. With- <laughs> and even like the 
yeah the theme tune I could even remember it it's so funny it's like oh Sue was in that yes, <laughs> I don't remember much about it at all yeah Spats Johnny Briggs uh I did a lot of children's stuff actually I, I, loved, yeah. I loved that time Model Millie and then I was I was in um I wasn't in the broom cupboard, but I did a thing called But First This, which was like a presenting job mm. between children's, uh, b- between them, all the young television programmes. Yeah, so that was that was interesting. I quite mm. liked my uh, my presenting stint. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually you, you got the call to come back to Coronation Street after all this time away. How did that go about? What was your reaction to being asked back? Oh my gosh, I was over the moon. I was doing a show. Excuse my washing machine in the background. Well, that's Can't hear it, it's fine. Right, that's all right, that's my washing machine going crazy downstairs. Um, yeah, I was just thrilled to bits because I was doing um, Calendar Girls, yeah, the musical. And I was on tour and I got the call saying, uh, will you come back for six episodes? And then I came back for six episodes. And then uh, the following year, um, I I started, it was the 60th uh, anniversary and they asked me back for then, uh, which was fam- fabulous. And I worked with Matt Frost who played Ray, who was mm. brilliant. And uh, and then they just said, oh, we'll keep you a, a bit longer if, if you want. I was, oh yes, please. And then, um, and, and I'm still there. And I'm yeah. glad to say I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm still there, which is brilliant. What, what were some of the main differences that you noticed about being in Corrie in the 80s compared to now? Is it like a completely different world? Completely different, yeah, mm. completely different. It's like, I mean, the first, I did six episodes in, in like four days, and I think, for a minute, that's, that's quick. But like now, I, I, I knew nothing. I knew nothing at all because now you get so many scripts. And, um, and it's just, yeah next next so it's brilliant you know I feel like I'm training all over again and like oh yeah learn lines get it all plastered over walls what we're saying today it's marvellous yeah <laughs> you mentioned uh, Ray earlier because one of the secrets that you had when you came back well, you, you knew no it was a secret to the viewers that you were in cahoots with him wasn't it did you did you know that right from the beginning that Debbie would end up working for him or with well, him I mean Ian the, the the producer said this is this is going to be the story you know yeah. um so so yeah, and uh, and she was a bit of a, a rum bugger, Debbie, and and I you know I quite I quite liked that actually. Mm. You know, mm. She's and and I, I love the fact that she's a businesswoman that she you know she's very straightforward. She you know she's not frightened of saying speaking her mind. Um, mm. Basically everything I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> Did you worry that being, you know, siding with a villain might give your character a shelf life? Because it's like, if you're a villain, you're going to get soaked justice, aren't you? Did you think, yeah. it's good that you're able to stay. Did you ever worry you wouldn't? Well, I I, I, I did think at some point in that, um, you know, when you get your scripts, you think, oh, I'm stuck in a freezer. I wonder if I, oh, I wonder if I die in this freezer. <laughs> 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 so you're looking through the, oh. Oh, oh, I hope it's not now. Yeah, but um, I think it's it, it's one of those things, isn't it? That I I just think a contract is for as long as uh, the writers, the producers, uh, the other actors, everybody still wants you there, you mm. know. And and when it or or the you know it's the, it's the the writers really if they think well that's a brilliant story and it's not sometimes it's not to do with you know whether the character is is a success or not is to do with a brilliant storyline and if it means at the end of it 
you know, you perish, then so be it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, we, we must talk about that freezer scene, by the way, that you brought up. What was that like to film? Well, as a woman of certain age going through menopause, I was boiling in that freezer and yeah. I had that many layers on and I was like, oh, oh, let me know. You mean it wasn't a real freezer? It wasn't a real freezer. <laughs> it wasn't a real... I think the giveaway, though, is you didn't see any, um, like... Oh, yeah, the condensation in breath. Yeah, the, conden yeah, no. the breath. Yeah. <laughs> a bit yeah, warm, was it? Yeah. It was very warm. Very warm, yeah. You and Mike Wilson were the first to, like, bubble up, weren't you? Because that was, like, right in the middle of the COVID. Yeah, it was it was great, actually, because we'd already done... Um, I think we'd done about nine months, um, maybe, yeah, nine months, and, and we two-metre distance and masks and stuff. So it was actually lovely when we were filming those scenes and we could be close mm. you know because it, it's like as actors that's what you you know it's, it's all about being close isn't it so mm. it's it's a it's a strange way to work and obviously we have to work that way um but doing the freezer stuff was great brilliant mm. it was great that you got some like proper character moments with between debbie and kevin as well i thought in those scenes like the dialogue about remember when we were kids and all that remember dad and i, I really appreciated that yeah yeah well I've, I always say that, you know, I think people are as they are, but in a way, there's always like, there's not just one side to anybody, is mm. there? And I think with Debbie, you know, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on. And I think she's, you know, she has been that businesswoman all her life. And, but actually coming back to her roots, I think she realised how much she missed it. Yeah, yeah. She, she, it feels like she is a goodie now. Oh, whereas you know, two years ago, whenever it was like, oh, I think she's a bit could be a bit of a villain. I think she's maybe still got the potential to go proper bad, maybe. Oh, I do too. I do. Well, <laughs> I don't, you know, I think she loves her family, and I think she's um, she's one of those that you know she wants to she wants to do right, and in some ways, by doing right, she does very wrong things. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure. She's got a lot of power on the street as well, hasn't she? You, you still own half the street. It feels like Debbie's... Uh, even though we only ever see you in the bistro and then the chariot square, you, you still yeah. own quite a bit, don't you? Absolutely. And she loves Rose Rolls. You know, she'll go in there for a brew and stuff like that. And she'll, But actually, she owns eight hotels, darling. Swear to you. Are there any other businesses on the uh, on the street you've got your eye on? Anything you'd like Debbie to, you know, move into next? Well, Rovers, maybe? I quite like it. I think she's she's quite into a beauty Debbie, you know, she might like a, a little beautician place. Nails, mm. probably, as well. <laughs> um, we, we, we need to talk as well about the, uh, all the Horror Nation Street stuff from a couple of months ago as well, with the, uh, that was great, I love that week, so. Yeah, it was full on, wasn't it? It was yeah. full on. Yeah, and yeah. Debbie, devil, with her arms and everything. And, and Debbie yeah. were more, she were more interested about, you know, a, a business going, down I know. Down rather than everybody else. Yeah, yeah. She, she very much was uh, the show must go on, wasn't she, that week? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you think she was a bit out of order with that? Do you think she's to blame for anything that happened? Well, you know, she's she's got that she's got that business mind. So it was like, oh, my gosh, you know. And I, th I didn't think she, re she realised what was going on. No. And when she did, she just thought, well, keep going, keep going. You know, the rain and the... Uh, you know, everybody were like dropping like flies and she just said, keep going, keep going. You know, it's a bit like theatre, isn't it? The show must go on. Absolutely, it is, it is. Well, it's, they've managed to um, put the blame squarely 
uh, back where I think it does belong on Ray now, haven't they? Between her and David. Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I love the fact that, you know, it's Ray's to blame. Ray, we'll just blame somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you managed to, uh, Debbie managed to trick him, didn't she? Because she, you were saying, oh, I know, I know the person. I found, I've contacted the person that put the sinkhole in. What, what do you think Ray would do if she found, if he found out what, what Debbie's done? Can he do anything? I mean, he's kind of stuck there now, wouldn't he? Well, we don't know how long for, though, do we? We don't no. know how long for, which might be a little bit like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, she's got a target on her back, I think, when he comes out. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be some bother when he comes yeah, out. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, if, if he does and he does come after her, at least maybe Debbie's got the protection of Ronnie Bailey, who you've also been uh, having quite a few scenes with this year. New man yeah. in her life. Yes, well, I think she, um, I think he's a, he's a businessman, you see, and he's not from round, round them parts. So I think she thinks, oh, he's a, he's a Londoner, you do know what I mean? It's, yeah, mm. I think she thinks she's met a match with Ronnie, yeah. Yeah, mate. I, I, love oh, it when, uh, I love it when she, you know, when she gets uh, angry with these men in her life, she'll she'll use the full name terms like Raymond. Raymond. Oh, does she? Is that her thing? Oh, yeah, she does. She loves it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a, a lot of the relationship between Debbie and Ronnie's kind of played up out off screen, I've found over the past six months, however long it's been. We've not seen a whole lot of you two together, but at least it has given us a bit more of a an idea into Debbie's personal life, which has been nice to see. Yeah, it's nice that she's got something going on, you know, a little mm. bit of something going on. But again, I think, you know, it'll be interesting it, to see more of that at some point. Yeah. Mm. Do you ever like, um, have you got like any backstory, any headcanon to fill in any gaps for Debbie that maybe the, you haven't been told? Oh, absolutely. She goes to a penthouse every night. Yeah. She goes back to a penthouse. Yeah. yeah. Brings a lovely Chateau Neuve de Pap. And uh, yeah, she has, a, she, has a, she has a ball. Yeah. But she still loves going to Rise Rolls and that uh, Rovers. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of Rovers, I want another thing that I've liked recently is the face offs that you've had with uh, between you and Jenny because she had her eye on Ronnie as well for a bit, didn't she? That's it. Yeah. So yeah. So it's, I think, um, yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a strange one. I don't think Debbie knew how much that uh, Jenny was seeing um, uh, Ronnie, but I mm. think I think now it's that I think there's always that tension between between them, you know. Um, but and sometimes they really get on, and sometimes it's like, oh, let's have a, let's have a bit of a fight here. Yeah. Yeah, we need more of that. I was speaking to Sally Ann Matthews just a couple of weeks ago, and she she said, um, yeah, we need more. Jenny and Debbie at each other's throat. I think we do. I think we do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but we do have um, Debbie and, and Abby locking horns quite a lot, haven't we, as well? Do you, do you think that they've accepted each other now? I, well, I think they have. But I think there's always, you know, if you hurt my brother, if anything else is going on, then mm. you know, Debbie's going to be right down there. You mean like if you had a one night stand with that lawyer over there, Imran? Oh, that kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Debbie knows nothing yet, so yes. No. How do you think? What do you think she do? Oh, I think she. Oh, she'll definitely. Yeah. You know, put on the boxing gloves there again. <laughs> yeah. Are, are there any other characters on the street that you think would, um, you know, make a good friend to Debbie? Because she's got lots of enemies, it seems. But you know, no, no buddies actually. I don't know. Well, I think she loves a strong older woman. 
Mm. You know, I think she, I think she really, and and I think as well, she loves a strong woman. So it's like Leanne, you know, Debbie gets on because Leanne's a businesswoman. She speaks yeah. her mind, you know. I think she gets on with Leanne. I think she gets on. I think she secretly admires anybody that has done well for themselves, you know. And she, she, she loves Abby because she sometimes makes you know her brother very happy so she you know she and she loves the feistiness um yeah it's just um i think it's the strong women that she she's attracted to yeah yeah cool um so just before we finish then it was it was announced earlier this year that um your contract had been extended to at least april of 2022 so if, if you got your way though do you think you'd be interested in staying for cory lot longer than that oh well you know what i just love it i love my job i go in every day drive to work with a big smile on my face i come home i can put my washing on you know i can shout upstairs to my partner and you know what i mean it's like i'm not packing a bag every two minutes yeah. and i love i love playing debbie webster so yeah if they if they want me i'd love to stay Oh, I really, I really do hope so because um, you've you've gone down so well with the viewers these past few years. It's like oh, one of the, it's like something you never knew you wanted because when when we've been doing the podcast for nearly ten years now and like and and I, I never saw you on your first time round. I was a little bit too young then, but yeah. I was I read about the character of Devin. It's like oh yeah, Kevin's got a sister, hasn't he? But and they kind of stopped at that, and and now it's like I, I couldn't imagine the show without you. Oh, that's so kind. That's lovely. <laughs> You know, it's funny though, because when um, when I did leave, I, th I think I was 17 when I left, mm. and they, it, over the years, they've invited me back. I oh, think, yeah. I think about four or five times, and really? I've never, I've always been doing something else, and or it's never quite worked out and stuff, or they, they have the storyline, then it got scrapped. So, and actually, I think, you know, now, um, it just feels right the time feels right so it's it's just wonderful yeah yeah well long may it continue and I, and I hope as well you get some proper debbie debbie stories because at the moment i think you've been on the periphery you've like been in debbie uh, in kevin's story you've been on the the horror nation street story but we need a, a full-on debbie story i debbie think story. find a bit more about her oh absolutely yeah i think debbie debbie goes through menopause that's what we need do you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I can do that. I know I know a lot. Yeah, I don't need oh, to yeah. research that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listen, Sue, it, it's been so nice speaking to you today. Thank you so much oh, for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank really, really you. great to hear more about, you know, what makes you tick. And um, I just thought, to, yeah, what it's been like to be back after so long away from the show. So thank you. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Thank no you. No worries. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye, love. <laughs> Yay, yeah, Wow, so she's so great. She is Love brilliant. So she much. was such a, a vibrant, smiley, chatty, amazing woman to talk to. I was so, so happy to uh, to be able to get a really chance to talk to her because, yeah, I, cool. I love Debbie Webster. At the moment, she's one of these characters that when she walks on the screen, oh, I'm like, yes, don't it's care what, a Debbie scene. Don't care, don't care what she's going to say, no. but I think she's fabulous. Like, are, even to, even this week, last week, or whenever it was, when she was giving back the... Uh, the, the van, which was really, really weird. I don't know why she stole <laughs> it in the first Zidane, place. Yeah. So it was just, she's just great. I love her. She, she can't is. Do there there aren't very many characters that I can say that about. I mean, there are characters that I like, but there, there's a there's a top tier at the moment. Yeah. I'm like, brilliant. In a, in a weird way, she's kind of filled the gap that was left by Moira. 
where yeah. whenever Moira appeared, I was like, yes, Moira's here. She's got a lot more um, story than Moira ever had, and she's definitely a more important character. Yeah. But definitely, I feel that same like happy feeling of like, here she is. I'm so glad that they've brought her back because... Oh. I mean, it's funny, when we started doing the podcast, we knew of a sister to to Kevin, didn't we? We knew (laughs) that he had a sister, but kind of that was that. We'd never seen her. Then she comes back a couple of years ago. It's like, oh, this is funny. They brought back Debbie. Oh, she's she's gone again. She's given that money from Auntie Boy. And and then back again. And now she is firmly set her roots in Coronation Street. I hope very much that she stays there. She's got all her eight hotels and she owns half the street at the moment anyway. So um, I I really, really hope that we've got got her locked into the show because she is fantastic and I'm just waiting for her to get her own story. I want to get her... I want to know more about her personal life and... I know, I kind she, of partly like that it's a mystery, but I also think, no, I want to get to know her properly. And I think giving her a proper story would do that job. One thing I'm kind of happy they haven't done is, is I know that she's got a bit of a dalliance with Ronnie, but she, they've not done a romance thing with her, which I think is quite cool, because I think she's like, I don't need a man. Mm. I've got hotels. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I would love to see her you know, one year, be up there for the, you know, the award nominations and everything. This this woman needs to get some recognition for the, for the fabulousness that she does. And then they don't do a Best Earring Award because she'd obviously be right up there. Yeah, but, um, it's a fix, I think. Yes, I, I agree, totally agree. I think that we've spoken enough. Thank you very much, Sue, for um, coming on to the podcast. Lovely speaking to you. Thank you very much to Ali at the press team on Coronation Street for putting me in touch. And um, everybody, if you want to listen to that again and, and, and see pictures... Then head over video. to YouTube. I mean, it's video, you... not pictures. Moving pictures. That's um, right. I mean, you can you can see see all see all you like just by watching Coronation Street. But if you want to see me and and, and our bedroom wall, then <laughs> um, get over to YouTube. And watch. Gemma doesn't like this bedroom wall, does she? We, uh, I don't like it. Think it's going to be a little while until we uh, do a bit of redecorating. But um, anyway, anyway, <laughs> we will be back at the weekend for actual one hundred percent bona fide. This is it episode 500 of Conversation Street where we'll get to talk about everything that's been going on in the show this week the, the ice ball the um, grace leaving and that's it that's good other things so until then um, we will leave you to it go and enjoy the rest of your week see you on Saturday everybody goodbye for our celebration yay bye the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com bye